Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. By Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. By Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. And by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, pretty much every podcast platform now is airing Speaking of Travel. So you be sure when you visit that speakingoftravel.net website to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news and travel tips and inspiring travel stories to nurture your wanderlust, even during these strange times. And you know, as states and countries begin to reopen, the airlines are in service and they're working with authorities from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the State Department to implement rules and regulations for in-flight safety precautions, keeping our safety and health at the top of their list. And I'm here with Tina Kinsey, the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport to talk about how to think about approaching a trip these days. And Tina, it's always such a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, it's always a pleasure to be on the show, Marilyn. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, Tina, we're entering into a new uh, a new time. Things are starting to be implemented uh, in travel as far as safety and, and health. And I know that people have asked me many times, when is it going to be the right time to travel again? So, let's talk a little bit about uh, we all have travel dreams. Let's talk about how we can start to make those a reality. Absolutely. Well, you know, you asked the question, when is the right time to begin traveling again? And I think that that's a very personal question. That really depends on each person. Um, do you do you need to? Are there very serious and specific reasons that you need to be traveling by air? Um, or 
uh, is it, um, are you feeling very confident in the new travel journey processes that are in place? Um, all of the health and safety measures that airports and airlines are putting in place to provide um, a, a safe travel journey. So that's the first question. Um, where am I in that? I am ready. I, I really would love to take a trip. You know, of course, I'm going to think about health and safety um, from the beginning to the end of that journey. But boy, I'm ready. And I've started to look. And Marilyn, I've I have found some really interesting things. You know, I am looking at booking a trip um, same, a same trip that I looked at last year and I just never booked it last year. It was expensive and it just, I wasn't in the right place to, to go ahead and book that trip. Well, I'm looking now and there are some fabulous airline deals uh, out there to be had. Um, you know, I'm finding some great lodging opportunities and I think I'm going to go ahead and book. It's far out into the future. It's for um, next spring, but I think I'm going to go ahead and book it because another thing that I'm finding is that the airlines are incentivizing you. If you book now, even for far off in the future, they are really relaxing their change rules. So, you know, you, you should be able to change that airline ticket if you need to, um, and avoid the typical change fees and that kind of thing. So every airline has a different policy. You know, you have to look at the details, but there's definitely some booking flexibility available. Well, that's just making my heart race because I am so ready to, to be somewhere else. I'm ready to travel again. <laughs> And, you know, spring will be here before you know it. It seems like time is moving faster and faster these days. And uh, so, Tina, how would somebody go about what would give us an idea of what it's like when you're researching going on a trip a little further out these days? Well, um, what I do is I think about where I want to go and then I begin to research um, if I have a preferred airline or I just look at all the airlines who potentially can fly me to that destination. And if I have some flexibility around dates, um, then I check fares based on, you know, different travel dates to see what's available out there. Um, it's really very easy to do. And you know, I'm, I will be honest with you. I'm very close to, to clicking book. I'm, I'm about ready to do that. The flexible booking options definitely are helping me feel confident about going ahead and booking that vacation uh, this spring. That is so exciting. It's, it's like, wow, we can, we can really take our dreams and, and think about where we want to be and, have that flexibility to know that, hey, we're booking it, it's going to happen. However, if something does come up, then the airlines will uh, accommodate. Right, right. And again, you know, every airline has their own policy. But I do encourage people who've got the travel bug, do a little research, go to those airline websites and, and see what those options are. And then be assured that your safety is and health is uh, is really at the top of the of the list for them for the airlines and the airports to ensure that when we travel that everything is going to be in place to help us feel grounded even though we're going 
we're flying, we're feeling good that things are in our favor as far as being safe. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, we we talk every week and, you know, we're all learning and making tweaks and changes and enhancements as we go, because it's, it's the new world that we live in now. You know, we really have to focus on, okay, how do we help make the travel journey as safe as possible. You know, we can do our part, but I always say the traveler really has to do their part too. Absolutely. And doing their part means wearing a mask. uh, Right. Bringing your hand sanitizer. I know that now you're allowed to bring your hand sanitizer up to 12 ounces, I understand. Right. Um, You bring that right on the plane with you. Which is So there's no reason not to have any. (laughs) And then you could bring along some wipes if you wanted to. and, And of course, always remember to wash your hands. Right. And these are all easy steps that we can all take uh, to keep keep that journey as safe as possible for everyone. Absolutely. Well, Tina, tell us how we can get more information on your website. I know you've got quite a bit going on on your website. We can sign up for a newsletter. Give us some idea of uh, what's the best way to go about that. Sure. So if you go to flyavl.com, Right there on our website, uh, our homepage, you can find information about how we are making the travel journey as safe as possible. We call that um, the AVL Travel Smart program. So we've got a lot of information there. We have links to all of the airlines who fly in and out of Asheville Regional Airport. Um, so you can easily get to their main pages where they talk about what they are doing for COVID response, but also some of these flexible booking options. And you can also, as you mentioned, sign up for our e-newsletter. We call it Window Seat. And we send that out once a month and include lots of uh, pertinent information for people who are interested in the airport and or uh, air travel in general. So we encourage everyone to connect with us. Well, we definitely are going to start connecting with you more because I think everybody has the travel bug. They want to start being able to look at where they want to go, think a little bit outside uh, the into the future, and start getting excited. Because I know you must feel like, all right, I'm going to hit that, I'm going to hit that send button, and then we're booked. And start getting excited. (laughs) I know. I love it. Yeah. Well, Tina, it's always such a pleasure. And and I want to let you know, too, that I have I've had such good response from uh, my listeners, because every week when we talk about what's going on here at the Asheville Regional Airport, it's so much more than a regional airport's perspective. You're able to give us a a bigger picture on what's going on in aviation and in travel overall. And like you said, it's changing all the time. So the news is always being current. And I really appreciate that. Well, thank you, Marilyn. It's, um, you know, you and I both, uh, we are travel junkies. So um, I think we're we really want things to be back to normal and we'll we'll be patient, you know, as things rebound and we will do all we can to provide um, you know, the right information for people who are interested in uh, air travel. Well, thank you, Tina. I know when we're ready, you're ready. 
That's right. Thanks, Marilyn. You bet. Well, thank you, Tina Kinsey. Coming up next is Annie Sullivan. She's the author of Young Adult Books, A Touch of Gold and Tiger Queen. She has a third book coming out, A Curse of Gold, soon to be released. Her wanderlust has taken her to every continent. And we can find out what curse you'd be inflicted with in a fairy tale retelling. So stay tuned. Are you ready to plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is an 800-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. Fall is just around the corner, making this the perfect time to explore all the many safe and memorable adventures to be found across Western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Welcome to Summertime in Subieville, where even a sizzling summer can't stifle your spirit of adventure. From the refreshing refuge of the riverbanks to the breezy peaks of the Blue Ridge Mountains, our backyard boasts a wide variety of outdoor adventures to help keep you calm, cool, and collected in the high heat of summer. Adventure is the name of the game, and what better to kick off in than a symmetrical all-wheel drive Subaru Outback to take you through whatever terrain you wish to tackle. Adventure awaits. The Subaru A Lot to Love event, now through August 31st at Prestige Subaru, 599 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Welcome to Subieville. Hi, it's Kay, the owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. We share our beautiful city in the mountains of Western North Carolina from the rooftops with people from our community, around the country, and around the world. Our tours are well known for the spectacular scenery, the award-winning rooftop bars, and the captivating city history we share from the rooftops. We take traveling during these COVID-19 recovering times seriously. We've implemented CDC cleaning and sanitation protocols, require staff health screenings before our tours, and provide our tour guests with face coverings if they need one. We are excited to welcome you on an Asheville rooftop bar tour and provide a way for you to safely experience Asheville from a bird's eye view. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Thanks, Tina, for the airport update. I know I'm ready to plan a trip for the future, and to be honest, I'm getting a little cabin fever. Now, I do love my morning walks and taking hikes out on mountain trails. I'm very lucky to live in this beautiful, beautiful environment. But I think we're all craving diversions from this totally new unfolding situation. So I know for many of us, we're turning to streaming. Need a little Netflix? Well, at the same time, I think it's nice to switch over, turn off our screens, and dive into a good book. You remember books, right? Books? We used to read them. So I have to confess, I've taken to reading some young adult books. You know, they really evoke nostalgia, and they remind me of these great adventures that I had when I was a kid and into my teenage years. I guess I just want to refuse to grow up and 
embrace my often boring, often excitement-free life these days. So you can imagine why young adult book sales are rising right now. Well, I am so fortunate to have my guest today, Annie Sullivan. She's the author of young adult novels like A Touch of Gold, Tiger Queen, and her new book, A Curse of Gold. And she lives in Indianapolis, Indiana. She loves fairy tales. She loves Jane Austen. And she loves traveling and exploring. Annie, you are a woman after my own heart. Welcome to Speaking (laughs) of Travel. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So, Annie, give me an idea of uh, what it's like to be a a young adult novel writer. What's that like? I love it. I mean, you get to spend your whole day working with your imagination and coming up with characters and different settings and magical places and you know, magical abilities and things like that. And so I really, I really, really enjoy it. And I know you've spent a lot of time traveling. Even before you were 30 years old, you went to like seven continents. Magic happening right there. (laughs) Yes, yes. I was so fortunate. My parents have always loved to travel. And so I was lucky enough to kind of go along with them on a couple trips and get to all the continents, um, which was a huge goal of mine. I just, I love travel. I love meeting new people and especially being an author, you know, I feel like you have to see new places. You have to experience new things um, to really get your, your imagination juices kind of flowing. And I know you love to take pictures. You, to be able to see and be in a place that you're like in amazement, like, is this really happening? And then to be able to be the person behind the camera, what is that like? Oh, it's such an amazing feeling. And I've actually tried to take fewer pictures now. I still take a ton, thousands of pictures, but I try to stop and enjoy the moment because I mean, when I was in Antarctica, well, South Georgia Island, which is right kind of very close to Antarctica, there are, you know, just hundreds of thousands of penguins there and you're sitting. And I mean, of course, you're not allowed to touch them, but you can just see them just all around you. And it's this magical experience that you have of just like sitting in nature. And you know that so few people are lucky enough to go there, um, that that is just such an honor, such a, a, a brilliant thing to be able to see with your own eyes, um, even if it's cold and freezing or whatever else it is. Um, whatever the weather might be, um, it's still just a magical experience to go and and just see the world and see, you know, black sand or red sand or a volcano um, or the Eiffel Tower, whatever it is, whatever your dream goal is to go and see it is just something you you can't compete with. And now, of course, we're in a little bit of a uh situation where we can't just go off and and see uh, the world like that right now and yet what you were talking about you know getting into your imagination uh, there's so many ways that people can get online virtually take tours uh, go to websites look at people's um, photos like yours and dream about being someplace but let's talk about being in your imagination because Mm -hmm. you've you've it's like you've been the ambassador for us you went out uh you traveled you visited all these wonderful continents you went over uh to different countries you experienced the magic and the enchantment of places that we can only imagine give me an idea of what it's like for you to then take all of that 
and put it into words? Mm-hmm. I think it's just about absorbing everything while you're there. You know, what are the sounds you hear? What do the plants look like? What do the birds look like? I mean, I'm always so funny. I'm such a tourist when I go to these places. I'm like, look, a different bird. And that's probably like their, you know, pigeon or something. They probably have thousands of them. But to me, it's new and exciting. Um and so it's all about just looking at what's around you, looking at the the topography, I can't even say that word today, um, you know, of how, how is the land laid out? You know, does it go from mountains to tree-lined area to plains or are the mountains just barren? Um, so it really is about looking at these places and then deciding, you know, who lives there? And, you know, especially in an imaginary world that I would create, you know, who would live in this this barren desert or uh, on this mountain face, or, you know, it has wind rushing along it all day long, like what kind of people or creatures would live there. And then from there, it's just kind of like letting your imagination go wild and creating just new things that don't even exist um, and bringing that into the world. So it's something that I, I love to do is kind of meet fiction and reality and kind of see where they blend. That is so awesome because you are, again, being an ambassador in some ways for our imagination to come alive and to yes. be able to think, wow, that that is so magical and enchanting and exciting. And um, I don't know, you've done a lot of really cool things, Annie. I, I, diving with sharks. Tell us oh, about that. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Shark Week. If you go to my Instagram, it's you can follow me at A-N-N-S-U-L-L-I-V-A or just search like author Annie Sullivan. You will see I've been posting Shark Week things um, all week because last week uh, was Shark Week. And um, so I love sharks. I'm fascinated by them. I've always been fascinated by them. terrified at the same time, like give them the respect they deserve. Um, but I've always wanted to cage dive with them. So we actually went down to South Africa and I got my parents to go with me and do it too. And my sister, um, they were all like, I don't know if we're going to do it. And of course they got on the boat and they loved it. Um, you know, cause you're not scuba diving or anything. You're just going down in this cage and it was honestly one of the scariest and most fascinating experiences of my life. I mean, you're, you're in this murky water. It's like 6am cause you got to get out there early to, to see them. And the, the, the water is just dark and mysterious and you can't see like past your own fingers. Um, and then they're chumming the water. So then you've got all these little things floating around you and they, they lower down the cage and you kind of hop in and you're just like, man, I'm dressed like a seal because you're in a wetsuit because it's, of course, freezing. Um, but then you get in and you wait and you wait. And if you're lucky, a big, giant, you know, eight, nine foot great white will will swim by. And those are like the little ones, you know, those aren't even the big ones. I think the biggest we saw was 12 feet, but I think they can get up to about 20 feet. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was definitely such a cool experience to just just see them in their natural habitat. And we got to see um, one small breach where they come out of the water um, and go after a seal decoy. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, and I know there's some controversy now too around going um, cage diving because you don't want to attract the sharks to a certain area. And so it's really interesting to kind of see what COVID does to, to this whole industry and to the sharks. Do the sharks stay around without people, you know, being there? So... I'm definitely interested to, to follow that and see what happens. 
Well, we're going to want to keep following you so that when you follow them, you can report back to us. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Tell us again the best way that we can find out more information about you, Annie, and find your books and your Instagram. Tell us all the ways. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, like I said, at A-N-N-S-U-L-L-I-V-A. Um, you can also just Google like author Annie Sullivan, go to my website. Um, there's a contact form there. So you can just contact me. I answer those emails. If you're ever like, oh, I read your book and I loved it. Or if I read your book and I hated it. I mean, I guess you could send to me too. Um, but yeah, you can find my books on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get them from your local, um, your favorite local bookstore as well. Um, yeah. So you can find them anywhere and everywhere. And I, I hope you guys will check them out there. They're fun, friendly adventures, kind of like Disney movies on steroids, you know, Ooh. ones about the cursed daughter of King Midas, who actually sets out to go to a whole bunch of different places, like an island full of pirates um, and all that good stuff. Well, when we come back from the break, I want to hear more about all that good stuff. I want to find out what these books are all about. I do want you to know that I went to your website and I took the little test to Mm -hmm. see what I would become. uh, And I would become an enchanted teapot. Ah, I love it. (laughs) I know. I've been transformed into a teapot, but that's okay. I can still boss people around, even as a teapot. I just have to be careful not to get too steamed when they don't listen. Thank you, Annie Sullivan. We'll be right back. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, it's Kay, the owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. We share our beautiful city and the mountains of Western North Carolina from the rooftops with people from our community, around the country, and around the world. Our tours are well known for the spectacular scenery, the award-winning rooftop bars, and the captivating city history we share from the rooftops. We take traveling during these COVID-19 recovering times seriously. We've implemented CDC cleaning and sanitation protocols, require staff health screenings before our tours, and provide our tour guests with face coverings if they need one. We are excited to welcome you on an Asheville rooftop bar tour and provide a way for you to safely experience Asheville from a bird's eye view. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Annie Sullivan. Annie is a, an author of uh, young adult novels and a world traveler. Annie, you've just been all over the world. I mean, you went to so many, seven continents already? Yeah, seven continents, about 60 or 70 countries. It's sometimes hard to keep track of it all. And but I've loved every minute of it. I'll tell you what, you have been so fortunate to be able to to travel like that and to have all these adventures and to go to places. I have to ask, what would you say was your is your favorite your favorite experience so far? 
Oh, I'll give you maybe top three. Okay. I mean, one I would say would be like Antarctica because we talked about that one with the penguins. Um, another one would maybe be in Ecuador. We were in a rainforest and they put up all these just bird feeders for hummingbirds. And there were just hundreds of hummingbirds just all around us. Just zzz, zzz, zzz. so cool. And just going to the Galapagos Islands while we were in Ecuador was just outstanding. We got there before Lonesome George passed away. If any of you listeners out there know about him. That was such a special experience as well. Um, and then my favorite, like, if you just want, like, a relaxing, beautiful place, I love Turks and Caicos, um, an island in the Caribbean. Um, they've got a beautiful beach there. For a while, it was rated number one. It's called Grace Bay Beach. Um, and if I want to just get away from the world and go right or something, that's where I would would love to go. Well, any of those places sound very exciting and memorable to me and, and where memories are created around images and experiences that you never would be able to have if you weren't right there. But I think that's a good segue right now into your writing because so now you've been able to talk about how you've experienced these wonderful, really enchanting and, uh, and I don't know, just otherworldly in a way, going to the Galapagos, going to Antarctica, going cage diving in South Africa. How do you give us an idea of how you then formulate that into your novels? Yeah, I would definitely say um, I take a lot of the settings. So I was actually also lucky enough to study abroad in Ireland in college in Dublin. And so, you know, just seeing like the Cliffs of Moher and all that kind of stuff, I actually almost imagine the Kingdom of Longonia, which is the kingdom in a touch of gold, to have kind of the Cliffs of Moher running along it. Um, and so that's what was in my mind when I was describing it. And yet when they sail, they go on a big high seas adventure to get back the, uh, the cursed gold of King Midas. They end up in an island full of pirates, which I mentioned in the previous segment. And that is more like a Caribbean island. So maybe a little bit more like your Turks and Caicos, a very small island, a little strip of land that not many people know about um, in the kingdom. So I definitely like to take those influences and put them into my books. You know, um, I think I said like earlier, you know, the more I can travel, the more I can see places, the more experience I have. And I think, you know, being there is so important because you can you can hear the crunch of the sand under your feet as you take each step, you know, and you can you can feel the heat as it causes you to sweat and you're like, oh, okay, or you can the buzz of the mosquitoes or of the hummingbirds, whatever it is that might be there. And so it's all about observing and then kind of like implanting it in. Like, what do you want this world to look like? Is it more European-based? Is it Caribbean-based? Where where are we in this world? And then how long does that process usually take once you get to the, hmm, how do I imagine this all unfolding to the actual time that it takes you to write the, the whole book? Um, my first book, A Touch of Gold, took me about two years to write because I wrote it when I was in graduate school. I got a, a master's degree in creative writing from Butler University in Indianapolis. Shout out to Butler. Go Bulldogs. Um, but actually, after that, my next book took me six months and the next book took me three months. So if I'm really actively writing, I can finish a book in about three months now. So it's it's fairly quick. Um, so you get that kind of image of what's this landscape going to be? Who are these characters going to be? And you just you roll with it. And you're creating all new uh, places. You are actually like adding on to the world by adding on all these new places that are really just in your imagination. Yes. And 
and then they are in the reader's imagination as well. And you feel at the end that you've actually been there. Yes. I mean, I've taken just little bits and pieces from South America or, you know, maybe some lava tubes that I visited um, or different things like that, different caves, anything, um, and really put that in my writing to try and make the world feel real. Because if it doesn't feel real to a reader, then, um, you know, they're not going to be interested. Like you have to make it seem like this world has always existed. You know, I heard another fellow writer, writer put it this way, that like when someone puts on their sandals in a book, you have to describe the little grooves of their toes you know where their toes have always sat in those sandals because that gives you the image of like this this has existed for a while right like this world has been here for a while and they're such big worlds it you really yes. are able to take them so uh epic uh and the the people and the characters are so epic do you ever think that one of your books will be made into a movie uh, I certainly hope so. That's that's my goal. Well, that's how I'm in, envisioning it for you, <laughs> Annie, is that you're going to have someday we're going to say, oh, we knew her when and it'll be like yes. a Star Wars trilogy or something <laughs> that'll just be Annie Sullivan. Your name will be in lights. Yay. Yes, I hope so. I hope so. Well, tell us again how people can get in touch with you and um and and talk a little bit too about the website because there are a lot of things going on there. What yeah. tell us how we can yeah. get there and, and what we can do. Yeah, come visit my website. It's AnnieSullivanAuthor.com is the main one. Um, there's a blog there with tons of fun stuff going on, um, lots of activities. There's also teacher's guides. So if you're a teacher who's listening um, or if you're a student um, or you have a student, um, feel free to pass it along to your teacher. And I love to do classroom visits as well. So and teachers can reach out to me the same way on the website. There's a contact me page. Um, yeah, and you can find the books at any local bookstore. Well, that's really good to know. And I, I want to just touch on the times today, Annie, because mm -hmm. uh, really all the, you know, your young age and you've done so much and you've been able to, to really see the world uh, through a lens that many people will never be able to see. And then to be able to come back and share that through your journeys mm -hmm. and your adventures in your, in your books. What do you think is going to unfold in your imagination as we move forward right now? I think travel is going to look very different in the future, um, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think anytime we can make a plane cleaner or healthier, that's a great thing. Same with a cruise ship. Um, and so I think moving forward, we will be able to travel someday. It may not be right now. Um, and, you know, I've I do think that, you know, you're never promised tomorrow. So when you can travel, always take that chance. You know, um, the world is a book. And if you don't travel, you only read one page. I think that was St. Augustine. I could be wrong, but I, I think, think it, it is Augustine who said that. And I want to read as many pages as I can um, before my time is up here. So definitely think that things will look different. Um, but together we can we can get through this, you know, and we that's that's kind of the only choice we have right now is to kind of grin and bear it and make it work. I agree. And and I'm so glad that we have now connected and are getting to know each other. And I love the idea that you do teacher visits and classroom visits. I think that would be very special during this time. I know that the children that I'm around, uh, I'll tell you, this is a time when imaginations are, are bigger than life. 
Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with all the time on their hands and uh, time spent just playing outside and being able to yes. just let their imagination go crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. You are such a good role model to bring to them a source of, hey, it's okay. Let's have these yes. big imaginations because we can exactly. create our own worlds. Yes. And, you know, books are a vacation to another world. They can take you out of this world when it's a little scary or a little unsafe. And hopefully that's what my books do. And then they bring you back and they show you, hey, my favorite character just overcame this or that or another obstacle. So maybe maybe I can do it, too. Well, thank you, Annie, so much for being here with us today on Speaking of Travel. I'm really looking forward to reading more of your books and uh, putting on my pirate hat, being a little teapot. Tell us one more time how we can get in touch with you. Yeah, you can find me on my website, um, AnnieSullivanAuthor.com. You can find me on Facebook. um, Just search author Annie Sullivan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at A-N-N-S-U-L-L-I-V-A. And I look forward to chatting with you guys. Um, Don't be a stranger. Come say hi. We definitely will come say hi. Well, thank you, Annie. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Coming up next is our good friend, Justin Bellamy. Justin is the owner and publisher of RomanticAsheville.com, a wonderful online guide covering Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains. So stay tuned for some COVID-friendly travel tips and trends that are happening right here in the magical, enchanting Blue Ridge Mountains. We'll be right back. Are you ready to plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is an 800-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. Fall is just around the corner, making this the perfect time to explore all the many safe and memorable adventures to be found across Western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Hi, this is Leanne from Biltmore. Are you looking for some simple ways to spend quality time with your family and friends? Then look no further. Biltmore is now open and you can wander through historic gardens, along winding trails with plenty of room to spread out all in one spectacular setting. Ride your bike, have a picnic, take a tour of America's largest home, Biltmore House, right here in our own backyard in Asheville, North Carolina. George Vanderbilt created Biltmore as a relaxed country retreat away from the pressures of city life. A Biltmore annual pass allows you to visit the estate an unlimited number of times throughout the year. You can make Biltmore a new experience every time you step onto the estate. Where else can you find beautiful gardens, four mountain seasons, and 8,000 acres to explore. Build memories by keeping your family time creative and enjoyable. Visit the Biltmore website at Biltmore.com for all of the information and come on over. We would love to see you. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and joining me today is Justin Bellamy. 
Justin is the owner and publisher of RomanticAsheville.com, and he's going to update us on the most popular insider's travel guide to Western North Carolina. Last year, Justin and his team purchased the site from longtime owner and one of Speaking of Travel's favorite guests, Mark File. Well, Justin, hey, how are you? Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me, Marilyn. I'm really excited to be here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. So, Justin, give us a little backstory. What happened with uh, the sale and how Romantic Asheville changed hands? Absolutely. Sure. I'd be happy to do that. So, for those who don't know, Mark File started the website um, about 17 years ago. I think we're celebrating our 18th birthday this year. Uh, when he was working for the um, Richmond Hill Inn in Asheville, North Carolina. It was sort of an extension of the marketing for that business. And uh, a couple of years later, he broke it off and, you know, he left work, no longer working there and he took it with him when he left and slowly built it up over those uh, eight, 17 years or so uh, before we we purchased it. And um, he and I became friends about 12 years ago and we just had, you know, friendly exchanges of ideas and, um, you know, I consider him a mentor in some ways. I think he considered me an advisor in some ways. And then about five or six years ago, he let me know he was considering selling it. And, and I told him I was interested at the time, you know, I had no way, no way to acquire it. And he ended up ultimately deciding to keep it for a while and build it some more. And then about two years ago, he reached out to me and said he was re- really ready to sell now. And it took us about eight months, but we worked out a deal. And uh, with the help of an investor, I purchased the website and took ownership last April and have continued to grow it since then. That is very exciting. And and the growth over the years that Mark had, RomanticAsheville.com, uh, the, it just grew and grew. And it really is uh, such a uh, in, it, an epic online site. How many, how many people come out on that site now, Justin? Well, last year we had uh, 5.9 million visitors for the year. So in the busiest months that, you know, might be around 800,000 and in the slower months, maybe 400,000 visitors per month. And, um, you know, that has been steadily increasing by 10 to 15%, sometimes more per year, every year. And it's now the top travel site for the region. And uh, I think one of the top travel sites in the whole state. Well, I know that there's so much good, information there and that it's so easy when you go on romanticashville.com to be able to plan uh, a, a trip, a vacation, a staycation. There's so much to see and do in this region. But now we're in a different situation and, and there are travel trends that are uh, that are different. We're faced with uh, 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 shelter in place and regulations and new rules and Give us an idea of how the travel trends are starting to change again. Absolutely. So I think it's a moving target, of course. Um, it's really interesting to see some business models and some types of businesses doing better than ever before. And some, you know, still shut down, some closing permanently. Of course, that's a tragic outcome of this pandemic. And that we're seeing that sort of spectrum even within the tourism industry itself. You know, certain industries like e-commerce and buying things online, of course, are doing well and other industries are shut down like live music and live events. And even within tourism, what we're seeing is the outdoor experiences that this area boasts in such great great quantity are popular. And people are um, 
taking vacations a little bit closer to home and they're doing more driving vacations and staying in vacation rentals and smaller, uh, more secluded accommodations. Um, and they're starting to return to the hotels and to the bigger resorts as well. But those people with cabins and with um, individual vacation rental properties or um, kind of a group of, of vacation rental properties are actually some, some of them are seeing record numbers. Some of the counties in the region are actually seeing record occupancy because uh, they weren't always the first choice this time of year, but now with the new new trends, they're becoming a great and a great option for locals and regionals, regional people to to visit. An example would example would be like uh, Avery County, which has Banner Elk, Sugar Mountain, and Beach Mountain. <clears throat> um, I just heard yesterday from Mark File, the former owner who now lives up there, that they're seeing some record numbers in their summer summertime accommodations. They're normally a winter destination because of the ski resorts. Um, and hearing similar things from some of the other outlying communities around around West North Carolina. On the other hand, you know, bars and restaurants are struggling. All the music and entertainment industry is is basically still shut down for the most part, with a few exceptions. So while those businesses are, you know, really hurting, other areas are doing well. And we we were very quick to add a, a website page for COVID nineteen in early March, and we've kept it updated uh, for a while. We're updating it multiple multiple times a day in March and April and in May. And now we've kind of gotten to updating it about once or twice a week with the latest announcements for what's open and any changes that come down, both locally as well as from the state. Well, what do you think is going to be um, the forecast, if you will, as we move into the late summer and the early fall time? Well, I think it's going to be a different type of travel experience. You know, there will be less festivals. Um, there will be a lot less big events. And the businesses and, and areas that really relied on those will will struggle, I think. But um, I do think we're going to see strong regional tourism uh, for the fall because a lot of the fall can be experienced from driving and scenic drives and getting out in a vehicle, a vehicle with friends and family that you're close to, that you feel have remained safe in, during this time. Uh, is a is a way to experience the area, and I think a lot of people will do that. I think the parkway will be crowded as as usual, maybe more so than normal. Uh, some of the other scenic drives and and um, mountaintop views those are, that are very accessible. What, what, one thing we are seeing actually is some of the most accessible hikes, some of the most accessible mountaintops, uh, accessible mountaintop views, and roadside waterfalls are actually seeing uh, what we would consider an unsafe volume of people right now. Uh, it's difficult to social distance when there's more people on the trails than can safely separate and they're trying to get to the same lookout or the same mountaintop view. When you get up there, uh, it's packed because there's less other options right now. So we're, um, you know, recommending caution when you try to go to those type of places and maybe choose, choose some options where you can, you know, um, maybe get off a, a more, a less beaten trail and kind of see something new that you haven't done before. Maybe that's less popular. For example, um, one of my team members went to Mount Mitchell last uh, weekend and she said that the mountain, the, the top was really crowded, but the side trails were, were empty and they were they're her family and their pets. They went on the side trails and explored areas they hadn't seen before, but they didn't feel comfortable going to the top where it was packed. Well, definitely going to romanticashville.com, which, by the way, is not just for couples. It's a comprehensive online travel guide. When you're there, you can scroll through, and, and there are so many different sections. So really, you can focus on pretty much 
everything there is to see and do around this beautiful mountain region. Yeah, so that, that's true, Marilyn. And what we try to do is we try to keep the homepage updated with about uh, eight to 12 to 16 items that are really relevant for the current season. And we try to make sure we update those seasonal pages, you know, at least a few months ahead of time. So right now we're working on fall and winter pages to make sure they're accurate for this year. Um, but the whole site is, you know, it's, we don't add a ton of new articles or blogs every month. We're basically just trying to keep all of our 800 pages as up-to-date as we can, which is a huge job, um, more than a full-time job. We have one full-time person who's trying to keep up with it. And uh, we try to keep it up as up-to-date as we can so that they, when people are planning their trips, you know, only about 3% of our visitors enter the site through the homepage. Most of them are looking for something and they find a page about it on the site. Things like fall, things like sliding rock, um, the new um, the new mountainside roller coaster in Avery County's really popular page. There's a lot of pages that are really popular on their own right because we have some of the best information about those attractions. That's where people enter the site and then they start planning their vacation from there. Well, now's the time to start planning vacations. Even earlier in the show, we were talking to Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport, and she was talking about planning a vacation. We're all uh, we're all wanting to get out, be outside, explore, and Romantic Asheville is definitely the place to go. And Justin, I'm really excited and um, and looking forward to having some of your uh, RomanticAsheville.com guests as guests on the show uh, to talk about destinations and attractions and look forward to this new segment that we're going to have starting now with romanticashville.com. Thanks so much. We're honored to be included and look forward to helping you line up some of our partners and, and our nonprofit groups in the area that work on, with the site as guests in the next over the next couple months. Sounds great. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. I want to thank Tina Kinsey with the Asheville Regional Airport for giving us an update. I want to thank Annie Sullivan. What a great storyteller Annie is. And be sure to check out her young adult novels. And thank you to Justin Bellamy. This is a great time to get outside. Check out romanticashville.com. Make Make plans to take a little staycation or come on over and climb a mountain, go down a, a, a river, do something where you're outside, really being able to enjoy the beautiful outdoors and keep dreaming, keep dreaming of travel because we will all be back feeding our wonderlust. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 